Hello everyone, this is your hostess, Prophetess Christine Higdon, with the Place of Worship Ministries. It's been a very long time since I've recorded. Um, I've had a lot of life going on and just needed to sit down and take a break. I hope you all have been doing well. I'm so excited to bring you a message today. I just feel it's really heavy on my heart. Um, The topic that I'm going to be speaking about is like standing in God's presence, desiring His presence, um, and also just sharing. um, There's a lot of people out here going through abuse, domestic violence, and then you're left with the effects. I'm not going to get too in-depth, but it's on my heart to just share with somebody um, about getting in God's presence. reading uh, Psalm 84. Let me go ahead and go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you as humbly as we know how. We bless you, we praise you, we honor you, we exalt you, we magnify you. We extol you, God. Besides you, God, there is no other. We thank you, Lord. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. Forgive us, Father God, for everything that we have thought, said, and done that is not like you. In the name of Jesus, create in us, O God, a clean heart, Lord. Renew a right spirit within us. We will be so careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. I pray right now, Father God, that you would just speak through me to your people, that you would encourage somebody's heart, O God, in the name of Jesus. Use me, Lord, as you see fit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to go ahead and just start by reading Psalm 84 out of the King James Version. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for thee, living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. The rain also filled the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Salah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, Blessed is the man that trusts in thee. And that is the reading of Psalm 84, verses 1 through 12. Now there's a lot that you can actually pick out of that concerning, like I said, standing in um, God's presence and then also abuse, domestic violence, and the effects. 
Um, so the one scripture um, right here, it's verse number 10. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Now let's just pause right there. I know we all have a story. We all have a testimony. God has brought us out of many things. If you are still here today in this hour, praise God for you. I praise God for your story. I praise God for your testimony. I praise God for your faith and that you never gave up. Hallelujah. But I wanted to bring up the simple fact that I myself have come through a lot of abuse. And it started when I was very young. I've been through physical abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, spiritual, like just all kinds, okay? And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can relate to this. Um, a lot of us suffer in silence because we don't want to be judged. We don't want to be, you know, especially if you're a believer, you're supposed to, you know, some people just have you thinking that you're going to be able to pray it all away. Just pray it. I decree and I declare and it is just gone. And while that is very true, Jesus can do an immediate healing for you or me. He could do whatever he wants to do. He's Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He is the God of all gods you understand what i'm saying the king of all kings the lord of all lords he is the one and only one that can take away everything within a snap of a finger with all he has to do is say be healed in the name of jesus but it is according to our faith you see what i'm saying first of all we have to understand that jesus christ died on the cross for us but before he got to the cross he he suffered he was hated by pharisees he was hated by sadducees he um was the messiah is the messiah there was something different about him and he is the anointed one okay he is he's our treasure he's our lord and so he was just different than everybody else he's the only one that was ever that came through um a virgin mother it's like immaculate conception god did this divine thing and brought jesus to us okay he took off of himself and came down through a woman so that he could come teach us he had to be the atonement the only atonement that could bring us back to god to reconcile from all of the sin you see what i'm saying but let me not go too off too far off into that so again, let me read verse 10. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Now those tents of wickedness can look many ways in your life. Those tents of wickedness, can you, you don't necessarily have to physically be in literally a tent or a place where you are getting physically abused you could be abusing yourself you could be in a mind state that is uh the enemy is 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 beating you down and it's almost like um a room that he's got you captured in and in bondage in and it's like you're you're held captive in your mind it's wickedness in your mind to think anything but what God thinks about you, that you are the apple of his eye, that you are worthy because of Jesus Christ, that he does love you, that he did choose you. 
that you do have a right to the tree of life, that you will go to uh, heaven by accepting him and living for him and, and all of the things that God says, all of his promises, okay? But these tents of wickedness, okay? Um, timing with God is different than what we would think in our mind. But it says, we're just telling him, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper. Just let me be a doorkeeper. I don't care what it is. I just need to escape. I need to escape these terrible thoughts. I need to escape what was done to me. Me, myself, I could share a little bit with you. Um, I've, I've been raped before. I've been kidnapped before. Um, I, I've, I've been spit on before. Um... I've been shaken around before. I've been punched before. Um, I've been verbally abused. Um, and, and that stuff just, you know, when, when trauma is happening to you, I don't even care if it's just one time. But if it's a continual thing your whole life, uh, you have to start to understand. Like, I, I, I kept wondering, like, God, what is my problem? What am I doing? Um, and, and those, some of those things that I went through were self-inflicted because I walked in a different direction than what God had planned for me. I did get involved with somebody that wasn't for me. My discernment wasn't key. I was so lonely. I was so broken. I just wanted somebody to love me. But you know, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. You see what I'm saying? I, I really didn't, I wasn't saved my whole life. And I really wasn't um, looking for God to be my source, to be my love, to be my presence, to be my safe haven, to be, you know, everything that I need, my healer, my, my, my husband, my friend. I wasn't looking to him like that. I didn't know him like that at certain points in my life. And it wasn't until, you know, I did go through some of these things that actually drew me to him. Um, when you are totally called by God, you are anointed. You, you know, the Bible says if you suffer with Christ, you will reign with him. You have to understand that though we may not understand in our carnal mind why God would allow such horrible things to happen, you got to understand that Jesus went through too. The world hated him. The world is going to hate you and I. There is something different about you and I. We have an anointing and a call on our life. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ, you answered the call. We can only come to God the Father through Jesus Christ and unless he draws us he has to draw you he drew you to him he drew you to the place that you're at you are in the perfect place right now you see what I'm saying and just this one scripture just this one verse you know it says I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God God just let me just be with you let me escape the the effects in 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 this hell in my mind of of oh I'm not good enough and oh I'm depressed and have anxiety I deal with PTSD y'all I deal with it and I am in therapy thanks be to God I had to, I, I had to get to a place where I was ready to receive what a counselor may say to me you see what I'm saying? We've been mishandled. We've been abused. You know, a lot of us have. And then what happens when, say, for example, it is um, in, in a um, romantic kind of a relationship, 
let's just talk about that right quick. Um, they may move on. Thanks be to God, I escaped. I, I've escaped a whole lot, thanks be to God. Um, and, you know, they go on and you're so afraid sometimes you don't report it sometimes you don't press charges because you're just so like deathly afraid but you know God knows and God sees and he has a way of vindicating and and bringing justice to us and for us and he wants to heal us but we have to really go to him and want to be in his presence we have to want to hunger and thirst after his righteousness the Bible says if you hunger and thirst after righteousness the same shall be filled the Bible says also that if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness that everything else shall follow and I'm paraphrasing but see, you got to understand that these people may move on with their life and life still continues to happen. Life does not stop. But yet, what are we? We're left with these scars. We're left with these scars, y'all. This damage and you feel like you're damaged goods and then you just have this anxiety and you lose trust and who can I trust they're gonna judge me they're gonna this and that all these things can flood your mind it can literally cripple you and disable you and stop you from going forth into what God has for you Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that for God has plans for us that are of good and not of harm. You understand? And so there's a plan for you and I. Even though we are left with these scars. There's so many times I've cried. There's so many times I've sat on the bed, the, my, my bed, and just like, Lord, how do I get out of this? I feel so trapped within my own mind, within my own body. Like, how do you see me, God? I need to know, what do you see in me, God? Because you see, when we start asking other people what do you see when we start asking other people uh what what our worth is to them that's an open door we can allow them to come in and break us even further especially if they have that kind of spirit that is abusive because abusers seek it says the bible says that the that the devil roams to and fro on the earth seeking whom he may devour so there are people they're narcissists people they're abusers and they're looking for a victim they're looking for a man or a woman or a child that walks around with their head down it's like they have like this it's almost like if they're a shark and there's like some blood in the water they can pick that scent up they can pick that up and they will come they will come for you and try and devour you any which way and it's really the devil that's trying to do it and we're not going to give him any credit but it's time to say enough is enough my brother enough is enough my sister that's just a romantic kind of thing like like for me I'm like God I'm sitting here with all these scars and is anybody gonna ever want me you know is anybody gonna ever see the treasure and the value inside of me you gotta know that who you are in God and that he loves you just so much that yes you may have gone through all of these things and you may have these scars but it's time to really seek the presence of the Lord to to stand in his presence to know that you're safe in his presence to know that he is your treasure that he is your Lord hallelujah verse 2 says my soul longeth 
yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. There's something inside of you that just any you've tried eating I, I guys i've 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 um gained so much weight because of the body pain that i deal with i was in a car accident on top of all the abuse all all the life that's happened to me um and thanks be to god you know i did die in that car accident you know when i got to the emergency room thanks be to god he brought me back so I'm back here for a reason, but I was like stress eating. I was, I, I had gained so much weight because, and got super depressed, super depressed because I'm in all this pain because of my neck and my back. And, and I have old injuries from when, you know, somebody almost broke my wrist, but he yanked my, my hand, he bent it almost all the way back. Um, but anyways, I don't want to get too far into that. But here I am. I'm left with these scars. I'm left with this damage. I'm left with these memories of when I have a pain or things like that. And, and it's just, I just have to be 100 transparent. Like, I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. That's why I was like, Lord, help me. And he sent me to the right person, which is like a spiritual father to me. And, you know, we're doing the counseling sessions every week and things like that. And I see the fruit of it. But you have to be ready to heal. You have to be ready to forgive. It can take years before you even realize that you're still upset about it. You, it can take years. And, and you'll just keep on going because we as a people, we're taught, oh, we got to press it down. Oh, we got to, you know, hide it. Oh, we got to just, you know, bury it. And, and the thing now these days is positive vibes only. You know, so, oh, we're just not going to think about this anymore. But look, those scars are still there and they will eventually show up in anything and everything that you try and do. If you self-sabotage like how I used to, I say used to in the name of Jesus. I used to self-sabotage because I was scared of what victory looked like. I was scared of succeeding and overcoming. I was truly scared um you know uh, of certain things and you have to understand that enough is enough when you get to that place you will not let anything hold you back there will not be anything that can hold you back because you have made up in your mind that you are sick and tired of crying over certain things. You are sick and tired of reliving and rehashing and the triggers and just the whole toxic part of it. As of right now, I can say this. If you know me and I was ever toxic to you, and I was ever wrong, I ever did you wrong, or said something wrong out of my hurt, out of me being hurt, out of me not understanding, out of me being hasty, I ask you for your forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. Please forgive me. Forgive me for not understanding. Forgive me for handling you wrong. Just forgive me. 
I'm growing, I'm learning, and I'm desiring to be even the more in the presence of God. There is safety in the presence of God. He is covering, he is calling his daughters and his sons back to him, back to the drawing board, back where you first gave your life to him. He was calling you back. And it says, verse 3, Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. So now me, just real quick, this may not be the exact interpretation of what that is saying, but when a swallow or a mother wants, she, she's got a nest, where she may lay her young a mother is very protective in a father okay parents are very protective of their children they want a safe place to lay their young that when they when they put them there that they're not going to um stress that you know for any predators or things like that i know that you all can relate and so they trust it being being like that uh understand that your place is in god you can lay your your young there there's safety there you can trust him even thine altars meaning like anything on your heart anything that you've been through anything that you're feeling inside you should not be ashamed to bring that to god there is no sin greater than the next none if you commit one, you've committed them all. That is what the Bible talks about, okay? But Jesus came so that he could be the atonement, so that he can give you a reconciliation, and that you can be adopted in, not as an orphan anymore, but a son of God. You can have his spirit, okay? You can have this relationship that is beautiful with him. The places that we looked for for love, the places that we looked for comfort, they are found in Christ. Some of us, I used to drink. I used to drink. God delivered me from that uh, back in 2008 and smoking cigarettes. I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to smoke weed um, and I used to drink way back in the day. God delivered me from the marijuana like years before um, I ever um, ended up quitting drinking and was delivered from smoking. But you can turn to a bottle. Some people turn to video games. Some people turn to food. Some people turn to people before they would go to God. Some people are, you know, addicted to their job or drugs or, you know, uh, pornography. Just anything. Anything but going to God. We have to understand that our safety, where we can lay our young, meaning like, okay, for example, um, when I was young, there's something, it's like a little girl. I have to take that little girl and I have to be able to take her to God and be like, look, this is what, because it's almost like arrested development. I stopped growing at a certain age when the certain traumas happened. And I've had to work through that and understand, okay, that mindset, the way that I was reacting to certain things was like a little child. And, you know, God is talking, Jesus said to have like childlike faith. And I understand all that. 
So you have to have faith that he is healing you. You have to have faith that these scars are going to be used for, you know, what the enemy meant for harm. God will turn around and use it for good. And, um, and so you have to understand that you can bring that little girl, that little boy and whatever happened to you, you know, the trauma, the abuse, what they said to you. Um, at that age and and how you reacted to it it's time to learn new behaviors it's time to to come out from where we were because living in that cycle is non-productive it is not creating any good fruit whatsoever and we don't want to be like the fig tree where Jesus comes along and you know it's it's time for us to be producing some fruit it's time for us to have something showing you know we've been walking with him all this time or you know we've been planted in one spot all this time something should be budding something should be on there you know but you don't want to be like that fig tree and have him curse you and say you know produce no more you don't want to get to that place you want to be able to build your altar in him to lay down your altar to lay down your young to lay down your innocence to lay down what happened to you so that you can heal these scars properly so that the infection can get out of there the word of God in sitting in God's presence and in you know and even in going to counseling and some therapy and stuff um it's like peroxide whenever you get cut you know you rode your bike or whatever and you fall off and you skin up your knee and it's pretty bad you know so you're gonna want to put some peroxide on there you're gonna want to put some alcohol on there then you're gonna want to put some triple antibiotic ointment and you know some bandages and cover it up for a little bit but it's not a one and done situation y'all sometimes depending upon how deep and how bad um that scar is or or that uh problem excuse me that um damage that's been done to you sorry i just got sidetracked (laughs) um depending upon how deep that cut is how long it's been going on um you know how long you had it for or whatever sometimes things just take a while to heal you may have to go back and do a a a second and third round of peroxide and and alcohol meaning like you got hurt you picked yourself up and moved on from there but you didn't heal right or for example i don't know if anybody's ever like broke a bone or anything but sometimes if a bone is broken and it doesn't heal properly they may go in and break and reset that thing so that it can heal properly you may have to endure a bunch of pain just to go ahead and get that that trauma that issue you may have to relive it for a minute but press through it you're not alone get with somebody that you know God is leading you to. He will give you perfect peace with the person that you are supposed to be sharing all of your, you know, your stuff with. Somebody that is equipped and handled. They're not going to gossip about you. They're not going to take the information that they learn and blurt it everywhere or even use it in something else. They're going to help you heal. But desire to be in God's presence 
first. That is where our safety is. You may have to continue cleaning a thing. You may have to continue talking about a thing until finally you feel that stronghold break in your heart. Whatever it is, I don't know what you went through. You do. Okay? And there is a way out of this, but it's in his presence. God has all of the answers. It says, Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Salah. Number four. That was number four. In the Bible, in another scripture, it talks about, And a praise shall continually be in my mouth. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse tribulations. And, and you know, pitfalls and things, right? So, what that is saying is that even though you may go through some things, like when I got kidnapped, I remember the guy telling me to shut up. And I was praising God. He told me to shut up. I remember him choking me. Um, I, I just, it, it was horrible. But I still kept a praise in my mouth. You understand what I'm saying? And even after I escaped from him and was in a domestic violence shelter down in Florida, um, I escaped and I was able to find a, a shelter that took me in. God used me mightily in that shelter, even in my brokenness. So even though I'm telling you all that you can get you know, healed and that after all of the abuse, we're left with these scars and you know, maybe we did just pick up and go on like it's no big deal. But it's time out. But even in that, if you are humble and willing, God will use you right where you are. That doesn't mean we don't do the work to press forward and to press forward the higher calling in Christ Jesus. That doesn't mean that we just press stuff down and ignore it. Because it's going to come back. It's going to show up in our life in a way that we don't want it to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just reading verse 5 here. Blessed is a man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. Hallelujah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. We have to understand God's ways. We have to want to do this thing God's way, not our way. We have to want to get healed God's way, not our way. Because our way, we've been doing it this long, and where has it gotten us? It's, it's gotten some of us nowhere. We're still doing some of the same things. We're still experiencing some of the same things. Just because we didn't heal right. Just because maybe we didn't humble ourselves and seek God like we were supposed to. Me. I could talk about me. But you have to understand the joy of the Lord is our strength. Our strength comes from God. When we are weak, when we go to share a testimony, when we are weak, he is made strong in us. You overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Your testimony is powerful. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let anybody tell you that what you went through is for vain, for naught, for anything like that. God can still use you right where you are. You understand? 
Verse 7, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Strength to strength is almost like faith to faith. Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. You could tell the mountain to be moved. Now again, we could tell this trauma to go away. But if it's been so ingrained in our mind, we have to renew our mind with the reading of the word by washing it with the water of the word. We have to think on the things that are above and not beneath. We have to put on Christ. We have to put on the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, shoes to spread the gospel of peace. Faith is our shield and uh, the word of God, which is uh, our sword. We go from strength to strength. You may think you're strong in one area, but go ahead and give that to God. Because you know what? Holding on to pain and bitterness and unforgiveness is not strong. It's not strong just because we, we, we can't keep glorifying this struggle. We can't keep glorifying this pain and stuff that we went through. Because I'm going to tell y'all, I had a victim mentality. I used to want pity from everybody. I used to want somebody because I was hurting so bad. Like, please make this pain stop. Make these thoughts get out of my head mental health is serious it is real and people don't like to talk about it and when you're left with a whole bunch of scars and everybody else has done moved on you feel like trash you straight up feel like used trash that's exactly what I felt like but it took God's love to really come in my heart and say you know what daughter I love you I love you so much that I sent my son to die on the cross for you and to raise up and give him your Holy, his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. I pray that I'm touching somebody. I pray that you're staying with me and um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, you know, cut it short right here, but I pray that you go ahead and seek God and get in his presence and understand that that is where your healing is going to come from. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you, Lord, for this message. We thank you, God, that you're so merciful and gracious. Help us, oh God, to forgive. Help us, oh God, to not be bitter anymore. Help us, oh God, to seek your face in this hour like never before. Help us, oh God, to heal and heal your way and to bring our young to you, to bring the years that we have been abused and just pushing it down. Help us, oh God, to surrender all to you on today in the name of Jesus, because only you can heal us. Only you can deliver us. We are trusting you, God, with the tenderness of our hearts. We are trusting you, God, because we know that you saw everything. We know it. You did not miss it. It's not going to catch you by surprise. But we thank you, God, for healing our hearts. We thank you, God, for allowing us to be in your courts to be a doorkeeper 
to be in your presence. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.